When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today, whether you're betting the Philadelphia 76ers and Boston Celtics, the NHL playoffs, or anything in Major League Baseball. Superbook Sports is your place to wager, no matter what season it is. And TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. As a Middle Tennessee resident, get the TrueMav Fitness benefits from the best workouts and the best coaching staff. TrueMathFitness.com for your membership options today. So wide receiver room is still very much in question for this football team. They add uh, Chris Moore in free agency, a journeyman, uh, former fourth-round pick, mostly special teams player that had a solid season in Houston but is far from a solution either in the short term or the long term. They draft Colton Dowell, the uh, wide receiver out of UT Martin. They add Colton Dowell in the seventh round of this draft. Maybe he uh, pushes somebody like Chris Moore and WI for a roster spot, but he's anything from a certainty as far as fixing the wide receiver room ills that this team has. So largely they're moving into 2023 with the same wide receiver core. They've added two, do, two new players and they have signed some undrafted free agents that are interesting, but at a certain point you'd like to see them operate with a higher level of talent at that specific position. Now, what is going to what is going to happen next is going to be very telling as to how much emphasis they put on this draft class versus what they think they can get in a post-draft free agency cycle. So I want to start there with your Two Rivers Ford take. How would you grade the job that Rand Carthon has done addressing the wide receiver room? How would you assess what the new general manager has done um, it, with this wide receiver group at this point? Offensive line, we know that they have been very, very dedicated to fixing it. They have turned over a lot of the pieces and parts. They drafted two in particular. They brought in two in free agency. This offensive line group is going to be basically remade. Wide receiver is still, you know, I think you could describe as in progress at best, though the time to add meaningful players, meaningful talent at that position is running out quickly. MB says, Buck Rand has done what Vrabel told him to do. And there is a degree of that, right? Uh, Mike Vrabel asked us, and you'll hear from Mike here in just a second. Mike Vrabel asked us to trust him that they were adding football players that they felt could help their team in a meaningful way. And, you know, I certainly trust him that he thinks he's adding football players who will ultimately help his team. I'm looking around and thinking, 
yeah, but Mike, surely you can, you guys can do better than this, can't you? But I don't have access to their draft board the way that, you know, the rest of their scouting staff does. So to trust them at this stage with the wide receiver group, beyond AJ, it's been pretty poor. They still feel like they have a lot of confidence in Kyle Phillips and Traylon Burks. That, those two remain to be seen. It's basically a rookie year for Kyle Phillips at this stage. Um, but uh, Major Key says, Vrabel said, Ran, uh, find someone that can catch punts. Well, they did find Chris Moore, but at this point, that I don't think is meaningful enough. Your Two Rivers Ford take, of course, is made possible by the great people at Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet for 2023 model year Fords, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and award-winning customer service. Nobody does business with more honesty and integrity than Two Rivers Ford. 40 years here in Middle Tennessee, serving Middle Tennesseans. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So looking at the uh, looking at the current situation for the wide receivers and the Titans, we asked Mike Vrabel, this was Saturday night, Saturday night after the Titans had concluded their draft. And the question was posed to Mike, have you done enough at the wide receiver room now that free agency, the bulk of it is done, and the draft is concluded. And this was Mike Vrabel at the podium. And, and know you brought in uh, you know, one one free agent, but for the things you've you've talked about uh, about the wide receiving core, is, is that enough turnover to get out of that group? What you've talked about uh, going into Monday, it will be. Yeah, and we're going to continue to explore and find ways to to improve our roster and make it as competitive as possible. So. Uh, on Monday, it will be. Uh, we, we felt good if, you know, for for us to add a receiver, we would have come far off our our board at those certain levels, and, and that's what I'm happy about. You you, you guys um, are going to trust us. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put players in here that are gonna help us win. That that, that last part kind of goes back to the to the previous question. You can find ways to improve your roster. Free agency's over. And the drafts over aren't those the places? No, to free, free agencies not. They're going to let us sign free agents um, Monday. They they will. Chad will. Rand will. They'll, they'll let us sign free agents on Monday. Uh, free agency is going to go all the way up until the season starts. Uh, there'll be players that uh, are on other teams that will become available Monday. Take a look. It'll be real large waiver wire. We'll scour that. We'll continue to look for for trade possibilities and opportunities. Uh, Chad and Vin will will help us with the salary cap, find ways to to open up uh, salaries so that we can potentially sign other players. You know, there's been a pretty good process here, and I, I'm excited about it. In the current, <laughs> and I'm excited about it. He says through snarled teeth. <laughs> he, uh, you know, the restructures thing is still on the table and there are players who are going to get cut. Ben Hall says, when are y'all, when are y'all going to call him out on his arrogance? I think, I mean, that was a pretty good exchange of, <laughs> of, Titans, of Titans media pushing back on the work that they did in particular. That was Paul Kaharski asking that question, you know, call him out on his arrogance. Like him being arrogant is not something that like, I don't care. You know, I don't care if Mike's being a uh, being Mike up there. It doesn't bother me. 
Like it obviously irritates you guys because you're fans of the football team. You want more direct answers and you don't want somebody who's going to carry himself with uh carry himself with a sense of entitlement. Um, I think Rex Road asks tough questions. I think Tehran asks tough questions. I'm not there every day on a regular basis. Um, so you know, I'm I'm more of a casual at this point. I'm there after every game on the uh on the road and things like that. But like I mean, call him out on his arrogance. What do I care if Mike Vrabel's arrogant? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it bothers me none that Mike's arrogant. Now, if it bites him in the ass and they are shitty again, and then, yeah, we're going to talk about how bad his football team was and how they doubled down on not taking a wide receiver until the seventh round and all these different things. Like, then I don't it, – it affects me none. So we can ask him the questions. He can answer the questions how he wants to answer them. And then you guys can be pissed at the way that he responds to them. But like, you know, our job is not to get upset in the room. Um, But I do think that they were held accountable this weekend. And we'll play uh, play a clip of that because we were all, even Jimmy Wyatt, who works for the team, we were asking questions about the picks that they made on Friday in particular. So, you know, um, if you guys want more out of your local media, that's all well and good. Um, but, you know, to ask people to get upset on your behalf, we'll ask questions on behalf, on your behalf, but like to get upset and to get in a shouting match about Mike, why are you so arrogant? Well, I don't care whether he's arrogant or not. It's whatever. He's uh he is what he is. Um, all right, let's uh let's talk about the uh let's talk about Rand Carthon in his first draft. We'll do that here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is putting you in a position to succeed with that Intel Edge. That helps you sell your home without any showings or staging. Helps you find your next home while you sell your current one. Helps you buy in or cash in on your home equity and win the buyer battle right now. GaryAshton.com is where you go. For the, uh, we, uh, GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Intel edge you need to succeed is Gary Ashton. Um, okay. So looking at the, uh, looking at Rand Carthon in his first draft, or let's read some more of your comments. Let's see. Uh, Ricky W says, yeah, but when you have Mike as your banner on Twitter, we're not expecting tough questions. Out of you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, uh. I have changed my banner, I think, once a month with different Mike Vrabel faces. I have a, uh, I don't know how many of you pay attention to Twitter and things like that, like reaction memes. I keep on deck a stack. Rand is not as expressive as Mike, I will say this, but I do keep a stack of Mike Vrabel reaction memes. Like, uh, I don't know if that's visible, Bert. You can tell me whether that's visible enough on the screen for people to see, but you know. When I have uh, when I have things that I want to react to on Twitter with just pictures, I have a variety of different Mike Vrabel faces. Turns out Mike is very emotive that way. So I do tend to rotate. Uh, you know, if Rand had a more expressive face, maybe I would work more Rand in there. And, you know, occasionally the Tannehill pain meme, things like that. I've got a couple of those too. We keep them, we keep them strapped. But uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, you know, the I think a lot of questions were asked but like I don't think they were tough questions that were asked this weekend you know I just think they were necessary like no even Paul uh, Karski who I know a lot of people 
don't like the way that Paul goes about press conferences or the way that he carries himself in those situations. I don't want to get too much inside Titans media stuff. You guys really don't care about that kind of that kind of uh, inside baseball stuff. But I thought Paul was honestly pretty diplomatic in the questions that he asked. It's just that they're fair questions. And how they responded to them, I thought was pretty telling. But we'll talk about Rand Carthon's first draft. Uh, let's see. Should have taken Hooker over uh, Booger Picker. I assume he's talking about Levis. That's Chris Johnson on Facebook. EA uh, Domino says, I love PK, voice of the fans. <laughs> Paul would hate that. <laughs> Paul would hate the the idea that anybody would describe Paul as voice of the fans. That is something that would make him physically upset, which delights me. I've got some pretty good videos of Paul from us all hanging out in the media room this weekend together. He was cracking my shit up. Uh, but <laughs> I... I, I think that he does ask questions the way that you guys want questions asked more often than anybody, right? Because he Paul does have a tendency to get a little more emotional than I think uh, I think most people should do. Xavier Cohen says PK is the only one who isn't scared of Ravel. I don't think Rex Rhodes scared of Ravel. I don't think Terod's scared of Ravel. I don't think anybody's scared. I, I think there are moments when Mike can, you know, put on a little bit. But, I mean, it's six, it's seven years six or seven years at this point of us all working together. I don't think anybody's scared of Mike um, at this stage, even though Mike still tries to scare people from time to time. He cracks me up. It's a fun working dynamic though. I really enjoy, I really enjoy the back and forth that Titans media has um, that Titans media has with the coaching staff and now ran. Um, but I do think that, it was important to call them on a couple of different picks this weekend. And, and that was something I thought we as a group did effectively. So let's uh, let's um, keep it moving here and talk about how you would assess Rand Carthon after his first draft as Titans general manager. How would you grade the job that Rand has done thus far? We'll get into this together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today and get in on all the great odds boosts and promo bets that they have to offer, whether you are betting postseason basketball, hockey, or regular season in the MLB, XFL, if that's your fancy, Superbook Sports is your place to wager no matter what season it is. They have those great odds bet boosts and promo bets available to you. They'll even match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. So download the Superbook app today. Go to Superbook.com. For terms and conditions, gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Uh, so looking at the uh, looking at the situation for Rand Carthon, how do you feel that he did in his first draft as Tennessee Titans general manager? Uh, Mr. Jones says the Titans fan base would have doubled by drafting Hendon Hooker. Yeah, but nobody gives a shit about that. You know, I mean... I honestly thought that was one of the dumbest opinions that I saw floating around on the internet this weekend. Their job is not to care about the marketing. Like, I here's what I'll say. I get why Will Levis is going to receive more scrutiny being drafted by the Tennessee Titans, playing in the SEC, not playing well against the University of Tennessee. Actually, he was good against Tennessee in 2021, but obviously was not good against Tennessee or Vandy um, in 2022. Kentucky struggled. Will Levis struggled. And for... Vols fans to not want Will Levis again, but for them to take Hendon Hooker, who fell out of the second entirely, okay? The entire NFL said Hendon Hooker wasn't good enough to be a first-round pick or a second-round pick. Um, and the torn ACL factors into this. 
but uh, that he slid to the third and Will Levis was somebody who the Titans tried to trade back up into the first round to get, the NFL is telling you that there's a substantially different way in which Will Levis was asked to operate in college versus Hendon Hooker and how that will translate immediately to the pros. Will Levis is probably going to have to play before Hendon Hooker does. Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young are all going to have to play before Hendon Hooker does, in all likelihood, if things go to plan for Detroit. And for Tennessee fans, for the for and it's not all Vols fans. Like I think most Vols fans are reasonable, but there was a really, really loud, dumb um, minority of the fan base that was squalling about the idea that this was offensive that the Titans would pass on Hendon Hooker to draft Will Levis. And that this was such a missed opportunity to grow the Titans fan base. You give a shit about growing the Titans fan base. Go we'll, go in football games. If Will Levis doesn't win, then the Titans fan base won't grow. If they drafted Hendon Hooker and he didn't win, then the Titans fan base wouldn't grow, right? Like Josh Dobbs was a godsend because it got Vols fans interested in the Titans down the stretch. But other than that, like that stuff doesn't actually matter in the NFL. Vols fans who aren't interested in Titans aren't going to be that interested in the Titans after the fact. It's just like, it's such an arbitrary argument and something that I thought was just such a such a mouth breather type of uh, type of thinking. And it's it's something that I really I really could not I really could not understand how people were legitimately trying to make that the case. But that's fine. Did Levis lead the number one offense in college football? Again, I don't give a shit what he did in college football. He's being asked to play in the NFL. The entire NFL just told you through the first two rounds of the NFL draft that they don't give a shit that he was the quarterback of the most productive offense in football. Buddy, it's not just me. It's the whole league. I'm not down on Hendon Hooker. I think Hendon Hooker might – I think Hendon Hooker in Detroit makes a lot of sense. I think Ben Johnson is an offensive coordinator. He got a lot out of Jared Goff. Could be a really, really fun pairing. I think Hendon Hooker could succeed in the NFL. I hope he succeeds in the NFL. More power to him. I hope, he, I hope all these guys succeed. I'm not rooting personally against anybody unless you're a shit and I've covered you right like unless you were a bad human being and I had direct you know I had direct interaction with you and I know that you're a bad person then yeah I'm probably not going to root for you in that way but I'm not rooting for anybody to fail but like the entire NFL just looked around and said yeah the Tennessee offense it doesn't translate well for Hennon Hooker doesn't translate well for Cedric Tillman doesn't translate well for Jalen Hyatt all three of those players may go on to have successful NFL careers but <laughs> like if you're, if you're a Vols fan pissed about Levis, it should be because of the reason that Ben Hall cites, that he underperformed in every game that mattered, not because the Titans took Levis over Hendon Hooker because Hendon Hooker went to Tennessee. Who cares? Who cares? Let's get back to Rand Carthon. So how would you, dra- how would you grade uh, Rand Carthon's first performance uh, as the Titans' general manager? You know, I... I said this on the radio show today, and it was something that I'd been thinking about for a couple of days now since we've, uh, you know, since we've concluded the draft on Saturday night. If I was a Titans fan and my expectations was my offense was going to be substantially improved this offseason from a personnel standpoint, I would be sick to my stomach about the about the moves that they've made, even as I understand that they've retooled the offensive line. Expectations were higher. They did not meet them to this point. It's not over yet. They still have time to add pieces to the roster. Meaningful pieces, though, how much more meaningful they can be based on what they already have remains to be seen. So we'll let that play out. I didn't hate their draft. I thought the draft was fine. I thought the draft was functional. I thought that it added depth and competition at very important positions. It did not satisfy 
by any stretch of the imagination, the offensive skill position player needs that I thought that they had. And so on Friday, when they traded up to get Will Levis and they took Tajay Spears, the two-lane running back, in the third round with a lot of wide receivers still left on the board, knowing that they didn't have a fourth-round pick, a lot of the questions were being asked specifically about decisions. We, it, You guys wanted uh, Carthon and Vrabel pressed. We did that, I thought, effectively as a group. And I thought, you know, not to pat Titans media on the back, but I really do think that they, we collectively walked in there with the intention, okay, they need to answer questions about this. Now, Rand Carthon, I didn't think, handled that very well. On Friday, I thought, on the whole, the draft process was fine. Um, but Friday was a bad look for the Titans general manager when we're asking him questions that are not terribly tough, that are necessary to ask at this point in time. And he went on a bit of a sidebar about it in the middle of talking about running back Tajay Spears. He can make guys miss um, as well as contribute in the passing game. You know, he catches the ball well out of the backfield. He's a good route runner. Um, just another, um, you know, guy that can do it all, you know, for us. And you can put him in the game in any situation um, in there. And there'll be some production there. Um, I just want to say something real quick. Um, you know, today and as as yesterday, um, these kids are living their dreams, right? Having their name called, you know, realizing the dream and being drafted. And I don't want these, you know, interactions between us to always feel like we got to take a negative turn. And, you know, this should be a joyous moment for us to praise these kids. This is a moment these kids are going to see this. You know, and this is a moment for them and their families to rejoice in, you know, because it's only going to happen once. You know, um, we joked, uh, you know, earlier about uh, Jim and I joked earlier about me not being drafted. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's a moment, you know, in my career I can never get back. Coach was drafted in the third round. It's a moment he'll always remember. So let's let's keep that in mind, you know, when we're talking about these kids and where they've come from and where because a lot of these kids have overcome a lot you know, to get to this point, you know, so let's keep that in mind in, in moments like this. There'll be other times to critique what they've done. These kids haven't even stepped on the NFL field yet, you know, so let's let's keep that in mind. This is a, this is a moment for them and their families to uh, have something to be proud of and enjoy this moment. Brent, Brent, could you, could you circle to So, and I said this on the radio show, I understood what he was trying to say. And I thought it was the, it was just the absolute wrong moment to try and sidebar. It is literally the time for us to ask questions about these selections that you've made. It, that's literally the designated league obligated, like media contract mandatory time for us to ask you questions about these guys. It was bizarre. And while, and I said this earlier today too, like he clearly, it affects him that he didn't get drafted, right? He wanted that moment that so many of these kids got, and he wants us to be, more cognizant of the moment, the the incredible moment that a lot of these that these draft picks are getting to experience in real time. I don't disagree with that. I'm happy for these dudes too. But like, you know, whatever. They'll celebrate with their families and we'll ask you questions about the quarterback and his decision making and his turnovers and why it is that you took a running back who has reportedly got arthritis and has been described by NFL teams as potentially only being a one contract type player. It was pretty bizarre. Like I said, I thought he handled the rest of the things fine, but like it was a read the room moment that he missed and he missed pretty big on. And you know, it'll happen 
down the line, he'll handle plenty of press conferences fine. You don't win or lose football games based on how you handle a press conference. Uh, Bizarro PK says, are you still crying, Buck? This is comedy. I'm not crying about it. I just thought it was, you know, I thought it played poorly. I thought he came off defensive. I thought it came, I thought it came off weak. Uh, and I think Titans fans don't give a shit about that. <laughs> they're, not, they're, they're not interested in, uh, you know, the humanity of it. I'm fine with human humanizing players. I'm going to side with players over management more often than not. But also, I want to know what, why the players you added, I want to know why you added the players that you did and when you did, uh, given the needs that you still had on the board and the fact that you were very, very casual in addressing the wide receiver needs this offseason. So, yeah, I think those are totally fair questions. I don't think it's crying. I think it's fair. Um, Photo Trekker says, sounds like you guys aren't as smart as us. So shut up and support us, whatever we do. But I don't think it's that extreme. Like he wasn't telling us to shut up. He was just telling us to take it easy. (laughs) And like, uh, you know, that's fine, but he's wrong. Like he's wrong and he's okay. Like it's, it's, it's legit. It's legitimately, uh, it's legitimately funny to see how harsh this fan base reacts to the wide receiver position in particular. And I thought he missed the mark on that, right? Uh, Jack Penfold says, speaking for Titans fans is pretty presumptuous. Maybe so, because, uh, you know, I mean, you know that I'm uh, I'm coming from this from a different angle and you guys are coming at it from another angle. So I can't speak for all of you, but I thought largely that, uh, I thought largely that Titans fans didn't like the way that Rand Carthon responded to that, especially with lines like rolling the dice, playing the board, and then ultimately not, uh, and then ultimately not taking uh, the not taking the wide receiver until the seventh round. Uh, Xavier Cohen says, why didn't you say all this in the press conference? Well, again, it's not, it's not to be combative. Like, you know, the press conference is, that's not a setting for us to yell at Rand Carthon. I will ask questions. He answers the questions. I'll listen to the answers and then I'll decide how I feel about them. And I'll talk about them, write about them. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I've talked to Rand, uh, plenty throughout the course of the last three days. It's not like he doesn't know how we all feel about this. They have, do you, do you not see them waving at you and everybody who thought they should have taken a wide receiver earlier? Like they know what's being said about them. It's not like anybody's hiding this stuff. They have somebody specifically on the Titans PR staff who takes clips of everything that we write or say, put them in an email and send them out to the organization every day. So like, this is not anything that's not, uh, that's not outwardly discussed. Anyway, Let's go to in case you missed it. I thought Rand Carthon handled his first draft fine. I thought it was fine. I thought there was one bad moment. And the quarterback situation, the trade-up for it, it's going to get complicated. And, you know, it can get further complicated if Malik Willis all of a sudden shows legitimate growth and development. I don't know how likely that is to happen. um, But I do think that it complicates their quarterback room a little bit. I uh, I do think that the quarterback situation... If Malik Willis turns out to be more than they bargained for, um, you know, maybe you can get draft capital for him if it if it does turn into a legitimate competition. But you have convoluted your quarterback room uh, by trading up for Levis and then further hindered yourself without a third round draft pick in 2024 because they do not have a lot of draft capital to work with right now. Ben Hall says, "When I loathe, what I loathe is them treating the fans like we don't matter, and then bitching about why fans don't go to games." No, well, well, you know, I mean. That'll be the that'll be the lament until the end of time. I think that's uh, that's the way that a lot of people look at this. Nathan, uh, is it Seged on uh, YouTube? 
forgive me, Nathan, if I butchered your last name, says, I don't get why people are getting mad at not drafting a wide receiver. Hard to depend on a rookie wide receiver anyways. If anything, you should be mad. The only wide receiver they signed was Chris Moore. I think I think it's just a combination of both, that they just didn't do enough, right? That I think, and we'll see what what remains to uh what remains to be seen. Um Mike Russell says it's hilarious. You don't think revenue that you think revenue doesn't have anything to do with this business of football. Who do you think will sell more tickets and jerseys, Levis or Hooker? Oh, no, I'm not. Are you talking about the Tennessee thing? Like, I'm not saying that revenue doesn't matter for the business of football. I just don't think it matters that consequentially. Like, what ultimately matters for the business of football is the television dollars. That's why your stadium is getting smaller. They're not making bigger stadiums. Fan attendance matters for their bottom line far less. Now, if you stop showing up altogether, yeah, it's going to hurt them. But people aren't going to stop showing up altogether just because they drafted Levis over Hooker, right? Like, it's not that consequential. Sure, you might sell a few more tickets with Hooker over Levis because Vols fans are nuts like that, and they love him. They, lo- they love Hendon Hooker, and rightfully so. He was a great part of their program for a long time. Um, uh, or for a, for a pivotal time, not a long time, but a pivotal time. Not here for a long time, just a good time. Right. But I do think that, uh, yeah, stadium state like ticket gate revenue. It is a percentage of revenue. Yes, but it is not the percentage of revenue that matters the most. The percentage of revenue revenue that matters the most is the television dollars and the television dollars aren't slowing down one bit. So, you know, it's really like it's not any kind of they're not hurt financially because they didn't take in a hooker. All right, in case you missed it, we will welcome producer Robert back from assignment. He has been in the wilds of New Jersey all weekend. We will uh, do so. Get out of here. I'm not ready for you yet. Uh, see, this is what I'm not even coming back then. We can just do this later. I'll do it on the, I'll do it on the radio show with you. <laughs> I'll tell you, or I'll let producer Robert tell you what you missed this weekend in sports. Right after I remind you that TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch is where you need to go to get your workout routine started. No workout ever recycled or repeated. Tomorrow is upper body, a full body workout with a focus on upper body. I love Tuesdays and Thursdays at True Math Fitness. I know you will too. If you want to try it out for yourself, your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMathFitness.com where you can achieve your fitness goals. I dropped 52 pounds because of the great team at True Math Fitness. Could not say enough about the work that they do to improve your health and your lifestyle. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. Okay, Bert, now I'm ready for you. What's going on? Uh, I was going to – there was a plenty of stuff for us to talk about after the draft, whether it was the Titans not taking a wide receiver or them taking a running back with no ACL, which I have no problem with any of it. But I feel like we need to talk about something that is a little more lighthearted. And if you listen to the radio show, you know recently I've been infatuated with AI, even though I think I think we're going to get to do our first edition of AI Sports Poetry this week on the radio show. Uh, but what I did notice is – uh, on Twitter this week, uh, Gary Gates retweeted that he had asked AI to reimagine all 32 NFL mascots. So the question for in case you missed it is, what is your favorite NFL mascot? And it might change after I show you some of these remastered ones. Buck, you have also seen these. I picked a few favorites. We'll start with the Titans. Great place to start. So the way it works is you'll probably describe a situation. You'll describe, say, uh, Tennessee Titans mascot reimagined. And it would give you a, a reimagining of that mascot. So this is what it did when he prompted the AI to do so. How do you feel about that? So it's not T-Rack and it looks a little alien, but what is a Titan really? Are we going like gladiator Titan? Or are we going like, you know, Marvel character type Titan? Cause this leans 
towards the latter. I, you know, I've no great love for T-Rack. I understand that the state animal is the raccoon and that's why T-Rack's existence is what it is. Um, I don't like this any, I don't hate this any worse than I hate T-Rack, but I'm not, ulti- I'm not really in love with it either. I don't love the double T. I think the double T is the grossest part of the entire thing. Yeah. We now know that that cannot work. And this is probably the far- farthest off mascot that this dude shows. The rest of them are creepy. This one's just pretty far. It looks like, uh, oh, I almost cussed. It looks like a mermaid, like, got, got with uh, with T-Rex. I'm not sure what this was supposed to be, but the, it missed the mark here. I, you could probably bet that this is not going to be a, <laughs> they all look like Power Ranger villains. They do look like I, like, okay, for instance, let's go to the, the Cincinnati Bengals mascot. <laughs> I almost cussed again. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> and you can tell that it's, like, not a real person. Look in the background, like, all of these just shadowed figures. Where is this thing supposed to be at? Is it this looks like school? he's in, he looks like he's in, like, the Music City Center. Like, he looks like he's going to some kind of work convention for mascots. <laughs> At this point, there's people walking in the background in in three piece suits with briefcases. You can see that. Uh, here's another one I really like. Like I said, they can't. It's it's just imagining what these things would actually look like. So it can't use real words. It can't use real people. So I present to you the Carolina Poonats. Are they are they the Poonats now? Look what? At, it's like everything else is fantastic. I love the mascot. Looks super soft. Look at the toenails, but it can't use words. Look, it doesn't even have NFL. It's got two different patches on the chest. <laughs> what? <do> you, <laughs> no, I guess this is supposed to be outside of Charlotte. This kind of looks like a Charlotte vibe. I'm but so I, confused. <laughs> they just uh, have him in the business district in downtown Charlotte, just chilling. My, the last one's the least my favorite one. It's it's terrifying. It's nightmare invoking. The Rams. No. <laughs> Look at that thing's face. What am I doing here? It looks I, like it looks like one of those satanic like renderings, right? Where you know the devil is supposed to have like a ram's head or something like that. I don't know what the hell it's supposed to be. It, I don't, I don't it, know what they. It's they, a they, demonic creature with like it looks like some kind. It looks like you know one of these. Uh, it looks like a, a bad guy in, in Chronicles of Narnia. Did you ever see that movie? Like, it looks like a bad guy in Chronicles of Narnia. Mr. Tumnus, of course. They went Mr. through the Tumnus. they went through the thing. I watched That's all right. that jazz. The anyway, in the wardrobe. there you go. What was the guy that wrote that book? Lemony Snicket? No, that, no, was, that was a series of unfortunate events, but I also did read all of those books. No free shout outs. You read a bunch of cheap little children's books just like I did. Anyway, that's in case you missed it. Hope you guys could take a little break from complaining about all your draft picks. You fixed the offensive line. What are you guys mad about? Did you guys get everything you want? I'll I'll do this on the show tomorrow. All right, I'll do this on the show tomorrow. I can't be mad here. You had a good draft. Everybody have a good night. Go watch some highlights. The season will be here before you know it. Best time of the year. Goodbye, Bert. See you, buddy. For more Robert, he'll be back on the radio show tomorrow, returning from assignment in sunny, scenic. New Jersey. That's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. Thanks for hanging out. As always, we appreciate you guys spending your time here with us. Uh, Radio show tomorrow. We're going to get into all the different areas that the Titans can address the wide receiver place. We're going to take a look at guys who are on the waiver wire and who might be available for this team to add. Bert and Lucas will be back together in the uh, production studio. We'll have a great time. So we hope you'll hang out with us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Speaking of the radio station, the install with Greg Cosell, the live show. 
20th. The tickets are available right now. NFL Films, why do you keep putting me back into this, Bert? I can't hear you, you goober. Oh, well, that's dumb. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know that you couldn't hear me. The live show with Greg Cosell is coming up May the 20th at the Hutton Hotel. 1045thezone.com is where you can get tickets. Greg is flying in from Philadelphia for for the show. We are going to uh, have a great time. Apparently, there's 250 tickets that were available. I know we were already selling a bunch of them. It's not too late to get yours now. It's going to be food, drink, and great football talk. We're going to have special guests as well, so we hope you'll join us for the Install with Greg Cosell live show, May the 20th, at the Hutton Hotel, 1045thezone.com, is where you go to join the fun. See, this is I did that whole thing last night, and none of you heard it because Bert wasn't here to tell me that you couldn't hear me. I was I was left alone to my own devices. It was no good. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Talk to you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., and if I don't see you then, we'll get started tomorrow night at about 8 p.m. on the primetime show. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.